Hi everybody, this is Jeremy from In Bed by Nine. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you're enjoying the episode and wondering how you can support the show, there are several ways you can go about this. First one would be to leave a rating on your preferred, your preferred platform. Um, the second one would be to leave a review. Um, I know not all, not all platforms have the option to leave a review. So if you can't on your platform, um, consider going to Podchaser and leaving a review there. Um, reviews help us get out there, help folks who might be on the fence or looking for something similar to things that they like. Um, just get the show in front of new people. And then finally, um, if you haven't subscribed to the show on, again, your preferred platform, please do so. Um, and also feel free to share it with a friend. Um, word of mouth is such a powerful tool still in the digital age. On to today's episode, and I hope you enjoy it. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to In Bed by Nine. How's it going, Alex? Uh, hungover, Jeremy. Hungover still. Uh, I would imagine that was the cause of the uh, your crazy weekend. I'm sure you had a, a good weekend. You want to tell us a little bit about it? Huh. So, you know those like, traditional movies you see on TV, like the office parties? Yeah. I went to one of those office parties. My wife works at one of those big companies. They rented out Motor City Casino, like the entire casino. And, uh, yeah, I drank a lot. Um, so I had a good time. We jumped around. I'm 30-something years old. I can't bounce back like I used to. I'm still feeling the, you know, feeling the pain from that. Um, but one of the more comical things of the night that I thought was pretty hilarious. After the night was over and everyone's leaving, way too many drunk people, younger kids falling over the place, older people being too weird. We went down to the casino floor and started playing casino, playing dice. If you were part of my Twitter, you see my nice, like, I'm looking really snazzy, right? Pristine to the T's. Great color, great look. He's not great color, Great color combination, black and red. It was great for the holidays, great for everything. Down at the table, playing craps, having a good time, drinking beer. And I kept looking in my eye, and the, the people at the table kept looking at me weird. I'm like, all right. So I'm drinking and, you know, keep playing craps. I ended up walking out with 200 bucks in my pocket, plus what I brought in. So I was up money. It was a plus in my book. But as I'm standing, people kept tapping me on the shoulder and asking me questions. And like workers were coming up to me asking me questions. And I was so confused by the by like middle of the night of like probably like two in the morning. I'm saying, like, why are people asking me questions? And I look over at the pit boss. The pit boss is wearing the same clothes that I'm wearing. Then I look over at the other pit bosses. They're all wearing the same red shirt, black vest, black tie, black pants, black shoes. I'm going, I look like everyone that works here, right? Oh, nice. I'm sitting there for like the most of the night, hammered as I can possibly be. And people are asking me questions. I'm like, I. I walked out with money, I think. I don't know what's happening. Like, nice. so that was the, probably the most hilarious part of the night. I was thinking, like, wow, this is this is a good time, I guess. And you know, went to sleep, woke up next morning, and I regretted drinking at all. So, <laughs> still kind of hungover, I think. I hope kind of, you know, bouncing back from that still. It's only Monday, so eh, we'll get to the week. Literally, How are you, Jeremy? Heard you walking, man. I heard you were driving, Jeremy. That's yeah, dangerous. I'm actually um this first time since my uh my accident a few months ago. I actually uh got a uh, chance to go driving tonight and actually drive myself to physical therapy. So Oof. I am uh, to you, sir. I'm probably just a couple of weeks away from walking completely again. Yes. No pain or anything, so that'll be good. Uh, going from interesting almost five months now. So Going from the table of death to table of driving in the cars. Let's make yeah, that. pretty much, pretty much. You know, it's, it's pretty cool. But that, that was a highlight of my weekend. Is uh, you know, unexciting as that that sounds. But um, you know, when you've been sitting around for 
almost five months, uh, you know, not be able to do much. It it really gives you a different uh, vantage point. But um, no, that, that was really the the big thing. But other than that, just hung around, had a good time, watched some streamers. So that's good. That's yeah, nothing to complain about. So that's good. Hey, walking's the you know the next step. And it's good to hear that you're back to that. You know what I mean? That's great to hear. Yeah, I'll be I'll be real happy. So. And so you lady be knocking my door, delivering me that pizza that keeps getting delivered exactly. to my house on Saturday nights for some reason. Exactly. At least paying for it. So at least, yes. At least pay for the damn pizza. Come on. All right. So on the pizza note, let's let's bring our guest here. We have uh, Salty here with us, um, and goes by you know government name is Richie. I got the approval to say the government name, so we're good of uh, Richie. So we all know who he is now. So we yeah. got him on here. He's joining us today. How you doing there? Very good. Very well, good. Well, welcome in. Welcome in. So, uh, so I'm just gonna call you Salty. I don't like calling you Richie. It doesn't sound right no. to me. Um, so, so we known each other for a little bit there. So, I guess I always like to put the viewers out there. I guess who's Salty? Who are you? What's going on with you? Give me your elephant, your elephant speech, your elevator speech right now. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, across all social medias, the mind of Salty is the the name that I came up with. I. Uh, Based off of my initials, I made RPG 24 Gaming, which uh, when I was about 15 was my big idea of being able to create a YouTube channel and mm. did some like Minecraft videos, did some different things, started out. But um, yeah, I kind of, I quote unquote rebranded. So like I said, 2015, 2016 is when I started kind of making videos and trying to do content and then uh rebranded in 2019 i believe i think so and then uh since then kind of kept with the whole salty thing kind of went with that i think it's a lot easier for people to remember and it's very straightforward um but yeah i uh i haven't been as consistent as i definitely would have liked to over the last little while but uh i enjoy making content and uh kind of helping out the community in that sense of like collaborating making different videos coming up with new ideas uh i was a part of a couple of different uh streaming organizations and streaming groups that just wanted to bounce ideas off each other one of the guys i met from there has streamed non-stop over the last four years five years and he's up to over three thousand followers but he's constantly getting about 30 views has been rated some by some massive streamers which has obviously boosted his career a little bit that way and yeah it's really cool for me to be like if i kept going if i had stayed consistent <laughs> maybe i could have hit that but yeah no it's a it's a lot of dedication to keep going that long so yes. yeah it is so i was always kind of like why mind of salty like, is this because it's your mind or like, where, where does that really essence from? I guess you're saying, I kind yeah. of said it, but I kind of like, why mind of salty? Yeah, it's, uh, it was one of those things where it's hard to come up with a, a name that kind of suits well, is unique. Um, my biggest thing, so I came out with salty because I created a, a Counter-Strike group that right. was the Salty Silvers. And I made my name a little degree symbol. So it was basically my name was blank. And then it was like the group, which was Salty Silvers. So everyone just was like, well, we can't call you degree symbol. That's not going to work. So they're like, oh, we'll just call you Salty. Because, you know, oh. I, I was at the time 16, raging my balls off and just like very like aggressive. Why the fuck are my teammates not doing this? Right. So uh, salty. Got it. Yeah. The Salty hmm. worked very well. Um, and then I kind of stuck with it. So when I was trying to rebrand, come out with a different name, I was kind of like, 
what can I do to make it unique? And my biggest issue is there's so many streamers and content creators that use salty somewhere in their name or just like salty gaming, whatever. It, there's there's too many yeah. of them. So I was like, I need to find something that is unique, but not like XX080 salty 080X, right? Like I can't, we're not, we're not in 2010 with like COD names, like got to get yeah. something. So the mind of salty was something that I was like, it's the mind space of being salty, right? You kind of, that's that's the idea when you're watching me stream theoretically is you get to see me rage. You're getting to see the mind of someone who's really salty. That was the initial thing. I'm not that aggressive or salty as it came out to be, but uh, <laughs> I enjoy I enjoy the idea of like not being held back. Like if you're coming and watching me stream or videos, you're expecting me to like, be upset right and when i do get upset then it's not that big of a deal kind of was the idea so yeah kind of the spiel of that i, I like that and when I, when I think about it too i find it interesting because like if i know you as salty and yeah. it's the mind of salty so like anything i check with you are just like i'm checking what you're thinking yeah so i i like that it gets you it's like a multi-layer brand system yeah. there. i like that I and and I think the idea of just having salty is like my is like the first name basis is mm. kind of the idea right like when I'm going into meetings now for for Vovin it's like everyone knows me as salty even the people that I don't know that closely I'm getting introduced as as salty so it makes it I I relate to it now as like a first name basis almost so oh, it yeah. makes it really easy for me to to have meetings to connect with people and when they just refer to me as that right because I think that's a big thing for anybody in an organization or as a content creator, having something that's that small, catchy name that everyone can just say as like a first name, like you know them kind of thing. That makes it a lot like, yeah, Real. it makes it a lot easier, I think. Right? I, um, I felt like it when I, you know, when I was, you know, looking, you know, looking at you and looking at your stuff when I when I first saw your name, I made those connections right away. So you did a really nice job, you know, really nice job. I mean, and not a lot of people, I mean brand yeah. themselves that well so i just want to say that that was well done so thanks yeah i think that's kind of like uh the streamers that i watch i watch like summit 1g quite a bit um at, no one calls them you, you're not going to say the full thing right you're not going to be like summit 1g right you're going to be like summit or some like you, you shorten it so having a longer name and being able to kind of shorten that makes it so much easier to like relate people just talk about you right yeah. Um, yep. yeah. Totally understand that. I mean, my name's very long, and then people either call me Dalabolic or they call me Tudor and whatever works. And yep. it, it's, it, it, I, I even say, like, what you say, like, when you say it on public, like, I'll go out and actually, a lot of the streamer friends I know actually live in this area, and I'll run across them, Thanks. and I'm not Alex, I'm Diabolic. Like, you're like, hey, what's up? And it's like, oh, okay. So I've learned to respond to that name fairly easily. Yeah. Um, even some of my kids that I coach now, they call me Diabolic. Like, no. <laughs> go the other no, way no. yeah turn turn all right <laughs> cool thanks um but yeah i mean i the naming and the branding is probably really big um and it ties into that so that you have the mindset for it you have that m salty mind to drive in there so that's good so you brought up you brought up vovin um mm -hmm. i'm a member of vovin you guys all found me pulled me in uh, I've been kind of sitting there being the old folk guy and in, in the corner there with all the young kids that stream all the damn time um <laughs> so i guess what made you come into volvin what made you fold into there because you said you've been a part of other organizations and you kind of seem to join in the volvin so what explains yeah. that process uh so i joined volvin back in september of 20 
20, I believe. 2020 or 2021? No, 2021. Sorry. It's because right before, so I had just started in 2020. Valorant came out in April. Mm -hmm. And throughout that, I was doing online school for college. And that kind of put me in my room. I'm inside all day. Might as well grind out this new game. Uh, by doing that, I was like, I want to form a team. Previously, I'd been playing Counter-Strike. Valorant's very similar. Kind of wanted to get into not the competitive scene, but like try my hand at playing in tournaments and stuff. Uh, with that, started making some content there. Uh, started streaming more often. Uh, I believe it was Rafiki that had reached out, the owner. He had reached out to me asking me if uh, I wanted to join as a content creator. Mm -hmm. And previously I'd been with a couple of organizations, but it never really didn't really flow very well. So I joined as a content creator that lasted for about three months. And then because of the conversations we had had, uh, he could see that I was able to kind of handle the managerial side. I had done that for the teams that I had played on. I can I kind of either team captain or manage them a little bit. So I had that kind of uh, knowledge. So then he kind of promoted me a little bit to like stream lead. Uh, from there, I kind of continued to work and have conversations with him and uh, kind of moved into like a manager role of content a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and then Everything's kind of like with Vovin, we've had a lot of meetings and conversations over the last year of how we want the organization to grow and how uh, the the long-term plan and how everything should be planned out. So luckily for me, Rafiki and uh, Zartath, both of them have basically built out a business plan. They've made it a proper business and that is a full-fledged like actual organization, which is a lot different than like the other organizations, which are more of a friend group basically mm -hmm. that you keep adding on to. So for me, I was like, this is really awesome. I'm going in sports management at my college. Uh, I would prefer to do something in esports as management and not something in uh, physical sports but i kind of i have both options with that but uh this was a really good way of me getting experience at a manager level of being able to get all of the ideas that i had kind of i could voice them and get the opinion of Rafiki, who's been a long time in a bunch of different organizations and he is the the esports side of things where i have more of a business side of things but uh, yeah, I kind of kept getting maybe promoted or kind of shift around wherever I needed to to cover. Um, currently sitting in, I guess, a vice president role or VP role in that like kind of higher up role. Yeah. But the idea is that I can help organize things and manage things. And uh, yeah, we, we've got the plan in place. Hopefully, unfortunately, things have just not worked out in the last month or two. Everyone got sick. <laughs> Yeah. It's kind of the biggest thing. Everything went sideways. And uh, there's hopefully big things happening in January once Rafiki's uh, kind of feeling better and able to take take the wheel again. We've kind of taped it and kept it on course, but uh, we kind of need him back so that way we can really get things going and have the motivation again. So, yeah, it's kind of a it's a slow roll, but um, it's well worth it if we can grow the organization bigger and bigger. But yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I mean, uh, Jeremy above here, we kind of talked about that a little bit in the beginning. He, he's my my counterpart to this whole recording thing, and uh, he keeps me going and doing it. And 
you know, yep. he'll send me messages like, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing this? I'm like, yeah, I'll get on it, Jeremy. Calm down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but he was out for a while and because of his accident. So yeah, you, mm-hmm. you, you need that, you need that partner. It's a lot of work in content creating, especially when you're trying to do something as big as what your, what the plans are, but you seem to have in place. Um, you need to have that counterpart there to kind of keep it going, keep it going the right direction, keep it motivated. Yeah, I think you meant, I think you brought up the role of like a manager, um, like organizer. I think that's important. I mean, I think that's even more important because you're not in a physical space where you can no. yeah. lead people mm-hmm. like in a, yeah. you know, and like a, you, you said you work in, you know, retail, you know, where you have a, like a team leader, a manager that comes in and says, hey, I need you to work aisle six, seven, and eight. Um, and that's, you know, a lot of my career with retail management and uh i just imagine when you have people that are this you know just joining some of the other roles in different companies i've worked in it's been yeah you need to you need to really have someone that's organized so that's really cool yeah no we me and rafiki are able to bounce a lot of uh ideas and he obviously like i said has the esports side of things down he knows that kind of pathing and how it should go where I have the business plan of like, well, as much as this is a really good goal and idea to hit, we need proper steps in place, proper stepping stones. You can't just take a business and say, yeah, we've got 10,000 followers all of a sudden and what are we going to do with it, right? Like, yeah. yeah. So uh, it's it's how to market that, how to brand it, how to, how to build it. Um, we had a lot of cool ideas in place that we kind of tried out with like team names, for example, we spent, probably it was over a weekend so probably about 16 hours 15 hours on uh trying to come up with team names basically making a tiered system but having them each with a unique name that didn't really work out because we didn't have enough teams in place but it's something that we've made all of the content for and we've got everything in place like we've got graphics and everything and we've kept it aside in a safe and it's ready to go when we have those teams so it's been a lot of that kind of stuff where it's like oh we have this in place when we eventually get to this massive goal we've already got an idea of what we want to do so that part has been really cool for me kind of experiencing that but it just kind of it sucks a little bit that we haven't been able to hit those goals, but like it's, it's unrealistic to grow exponentially nonstop. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't ever expect to continually grow like that. So no, it's not sustainable. So no, no. Yeah. <laughs> you want to do natural growth. You don't want to be flying yeah. off the shelf all of a sudden and just taper off. You want to, you want to grow with yourself so that you can handle that level going up there. You don't want to just have yeah. something to have a bunch of, you know, no baseline, no framework, nothing to build off of and just have a thousand followers or thousand, you know, whatever. Cause that doesn't, it doesn't help you in the long run. It's no. a bunch of emptiness, empty calories. Yeah. I think it's kind of, it, it's very, I've said this a lot trying to explain uh, all of, obviously all of my classmates um, being in Canada, all of them are focused on either hockey or American football, or maybe some uh, European football like soccer. Um, mm. There's a wide range but very few out of, I want to say 50 people, maybe 60 in our program, maybe a bit more, but there's probably only a handful that are really interested in esports. So I have to explain kind of my reasoning or why I'm doing a project on this. And it's a lot of, a lot of explaining, yeah. but uh, I always relate doing like building an organization or an esports team and everything like that. Uh, it always relates back to content creation and how, that kind of growth works similar to an esports organization because 
when in doubt, the biggest names that we all know, FaZe Clan, TSM, Team Liquid, Cloud9, all of those guys, they all have massive followings behind them. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because a lot of them have not built the business plan side of things. And you can see that when you look at their content creation as an organization, like some of them, uh, they might have many millions of followers when they play uh, in a Counter-Strike major, but when they post a video on YouTube, it gets like 5,000 views. And it's like, this is not, this is not how this should be working. Um, so yeah, I think like FaZe Clan is probably the best example of they started as a content creation group and grew into this massive organization. Um, but it's very, you have to have like the business model, you have to have the plan situated beforehand. But, it yeah. totally makes sense. Totally makes sense. Mm -hmm. I get what you're saying with it because you look at some of the stuff, those big players, um, or like we call him out Ninja. Like he's one of my ones yeah. that I always point to because I mean he's a local guy for me too. Um, but you know, when he was playing Fortnite, that's everyone watches for that and he does that. But when you start to watch him play other games, you see his viewership crash, you see his followers crash. You just you know, he's also I you know, I give him three or four years before he's out. Like I not to knock him for it, but he's just no after watching it's, that one couple of streams where he just started flipped out and got mad, like laughed. I'm like, dude, this is Yeah. No, and that, that's dying. what I was going to say is like uh he is stuck in a follower base that if he mm -hmm. wants to move to another game, he has to slowly build that follower base back up because mm -hmm. a lot of the people don't want this other content. They're they're very happy with their game. He was the face of Fortnite, I want to say, for a while there. Yeah. And that's really hard because, yeah, like you said, as soon as he switches over, he's he's going to suffer from that. And I think personally he does that, like suffering. You see that he suffers internally with that idea too because he doesn't want to, and you can see that it's messing yeah. with him. But it, and that reflects in like the content he makes too, right? Mm -hmm. Because if he's stuck playing a game, he might be very good at the game, and he does make good content, but it's not it's not every day that he's making that good content that he used to, like he doesn't have the same passion for it. Mm -hmm. You can tell he wants to go and play these other games. Right. But like if his follower base doesn't really want it, doesn't work too well. And that's personally why I really like watching summit been around for, I think he's close to 15 years now. Um, and he just does not care. He will just randomly like whatever he's feeling. If he's going, he's been on a GTA uh, role playing for a while now. But like he'll just be like, "Oh, I really want to play this game. I'm going to play this game." Yes, he'll get like a subscription uh, subscriber drop. So like obviously his income is affected by that. But the people that really want to watch him will continue to stay because they're not really. It, it's kind of there for the game or there for the content creator, yep. right? So obviously there will be like some mixes. Uh, you'll get a someone that comes in and they're a big streamer for your game, right? Whatever game that is, and you'll really want to watch them. But as soon as they leave, maybe you'll follow them. But more than likely, you're going to stick with your game if you're more focused on the game side of things. So, yeah, no, it's a it's a very interesting like the psychology almost behind viewership and like how to grow your channel is like it's a very interesting dynamic that way, right? Yes. Yeah, and then it's cool. I'm enjoying doing this because normally we are not in this group, but when I talk to some streamers, it's like, oh yeah, it's just stream more things happen. It's like no, no, <laughs> if only grinding, grinding away. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the one word I hate is grinding. We're like, I just keep grinding my games. We just keep grinding. I'm like, no, that that, that doesn't work. Like it really no. doesn't. Grind yourself yeah. into the ground. Yeah. yeah.
Yeah, no, uh, you you get burned out so easily if you just continually try and just stream every single day without any plan or any goal, right? Like you have to have some some plans in place. Yes. Um, and that was very much like I said earlier when I first started my first channel. Like it had some growth. It was okay. I didn't really have a good idea of what I should be doing or what I could be doing, but it was more of a... I just wanted to get content out. Uh, when I started streaming, kind of the same thing, didn't have a lot of viewers, didn't really know how to grow it. And it kind of, it's grown more and more and more. And now that I've taken maybe some business courses, but just understanding the landscape of Twitch and YouTube and how those viewerships work and what content to produce to get those viewerships to kind of sustain and slowly grow. That's kind of the the biggest thing, because I mean, there's streamers out there that only stream three, four hours a day, but they're so consistent and they've got things planned out to a T that it doesn't matter that they don't stream for eight hours every single day. Right. Like, yeah. Like I have one of the streamers we had on here. He streams four days a week and he does it for an hour. Yeah. And he's got tons of viewers and he does a couple of night. He does like a night one every once, uh, every once a week and he does a one on the weekend but the yep. man the guy pulls in constantly you know 50 viewers and only for an hour that's all he needs yep. well and, and people like when your favorite tv show has a new season it comes out every every week on sunday right yeah. and you know when it's coming out you're going be there ready to go i know I, <laughs> i've done that a lot with uh star wars and the marvel shows that have come out i'm like every tuesday and wednesday I stay up until midnight so that way i'm right there when it goes um yeah so i think that's kind of the same mentality is like it doesn't matter maybe some days totally you can stream longer if you have the time for it but just making it almost like a job instead of just a like hobby if that's if if people really want to grow their stream and kind of create that content it is key to like schedule everything out like mm -hmm. yeah and that's something that like obviously we've seen uh we have a streaming schedule for all the content creators of open and you are by far the only one that actually has a consistent schedule so yep <laughs> yeah every every monday and saturday right no. <laughs> yeah jeremy yeah jeremy Sending me the pizzas. <laughs> I don't know if you've been in the stream there, Salty, when I got a pizza delivery. No. Okay. For it's been a thing that's well, there's yeah. been a thing that's been happening for about, I don't know, about six months, Jeremy. Six I think. months at least. But it was six months. So uh, about around eleven thirty midnight my time. Um, on one of the nights that I stream, I'll get a knock and I'll knock on the door. It'd be Domino's delivery guy trying to drop off pizza. And there's always yeah. some like, you know, lick my balls is the name or some like weird, like messed up name that's all put together. And it's yeah. like, like, dude, look at the name and look <laughs> at the house. It's black. There's no lights on. You think you yeah. deliver pizza? Come on. Yeah. It's one single pizza. The house is black. And you look at the name. Just look at my ball. Like, come on. Think about it. <laughs> it's cash. No, I don't yeah. want it. <laughs> like, dude, you haven't been robbed yet. No. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Dude. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. And I, so it's been about six months, like at least at least twice a month I'll get a pizza. Yeah, it's, it's pretty religious, man. There's yeah, there. I don't know who's doing it. It's funny, but like yeah. I'll sit there, I'm like, it's 11 o'clock. Uh, ding dong, damn it. You're like waiting for it, yeah. Yeah, so. <laughs> but one day, whoever's doing this, please pay for the pizza and tell them to give it to me because I would really like it, but I just, I, I can't. No, get out of no. here. I yeah. hate Thomas Pizza. Um, 
All right. So you kind of talked about a lot about when you when streamers, we kind of dived a little bit and moved into the conversation like, hey, you don't stream every day. And, this, and you are kind of the content creator guru with us, um, you know, managing that realm with us in the Volvin. Um, what do you guys look for in a new member to join Volvin? Like, what is your key factors? Maybe focusing on content creation a little bit, because I know we have like people that play, you know, competitive esports in different categories. But like, yep. what are you guys looking for when it comes to a content creator um, in the organization? Yeah, and I, I touched on it a little bit before. Uh, that was kind of my personal opinion. But from Rafiki specifically as the owner, as what he said is when we are looking for someone else to join, it is how much of it, how 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 much do they treat it like a job and not like a hobby? And it's key that they are like very much on top of like when they say that they're uh making a video every single day do they actually follow through with that um we're not hardcore about it like if someone is sick that's totally okay we're not like it, it isn't a job at this point but we want people to treat it like a job and we want to bring in people that feel the same way we do me and Rafiki both as much as we don't necessarily have the time for it all the time have it on the back of our minds as a back burner of like what new ideas can we bring to Vovin what's coming up what else can we do so we're constantly thinking about it so that's kind of a thing for us is like we really want to bring in content creators that are going to feel the same way about content that we do um Vovin has started putting out content obviously the whole November we'll call it the November situation where uh every everybody had some reason why they couldn't be there which is totally fine but that kind of chopped chopped uh, chopped it off at the front that we couldn't really keep it going the whole time so yeah. um yeah I think that's kind of the biggest thing is just the consistency of it um the actual content that they produce is important obviously we're looking for kind of friendly content creators. We're not looking for the guy who might have 25 viewers, but is swearing the whole time and raging and saying inappropriate words. Uh, so yeah, I think that that's obviously part of it, but it is the, the mindset is really the forefront of that, of like how much of a drive do they have to become a content creator? Mm -hmm. And then it's how much we can help as an organization, right? If the, if, if it's a content creator that has a thousand viewers consistently week in, week out, there isn't a lot that we can offer, obviously if they join a hundred percent, but usually in those situations, they're looking for like a paid thing or they're looking for something, right? Um, obviously, it has to be transactional, but yeah. Yeah, there has to be a give or take. There has to be a benefit to the whole thing. Um, yeah. yeah, totally agree with that. Um, what is your, I guess, when you start thinking about this, because Twitch is evolving, YouTube is evolving ever since the pandemic has collapsed um i'm gonna say that just because it ended because it was kind of like a bubble for us in the the content creating world right it kind of yep. was a bubble with, the, with it and we kind of have saw a pop and the collapse of this content creating bubble that we had because of the pandemic and lockdowns yep what do you see happening to the environment going forward i think the the biggest thing is uh the attention span of everyone someone's really not invested in the content that someone's creating they're not gonna watch more than five minutes usually mm -hmm. um it's really sad to see but unfortunately that is with TikTok and youtube shorts uh instagram coming out with reels 
Uh, Twitter's probably going to move into something where they've got some feed of videos. It's it's just the way of the world, unfortunately. But um, I I think that there'll be a way that it gets balanced out because I still enjoy watching montages and ways of making these videos longer by kind of bringing in all of the content together. Um, I also don't like the way that YouTube's currently has their reels. It's difficult to watch on the computer to like, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's a weird format, right? Because it's meant for your phone. But then on my phone, I'm like, if I'm going on YouTube, I want to watch a longer video because I'm washing dishes. So it's like sitting beside me, right? Like it's stuff like that where I'm like, if I'm on my phone, I'm not going to be scrolling on YouTube shorts. So I think that's, they're, they're going to find a way to balance it and make it all work. And I think that streaming is going constantly become something that grows more and more and more. Um, I saw that there's a new platform that was trying to bring in the the Twitch streamers that were getting banned for like gambling and stuff like yeah. that. Uh, I kind of, I, I assume there's going to be more of these like private streaming platforms that keep coming up or mm -hmm. maybe even like, uh, like a TikTok variants, right? I'm sure there is already, but like more of them. Um, but yeah, it's the same as like Facebook obviously is trying with Meta. Uh, I don't see that. I, I've never seen Facebook theoretically work. Like people mainly go there for the, the check, but I, I don't think that Facebook's going to be a good way, mainly because of the user base of Facebook. Yes, there's a lot of people, but it's mainly not the younger generation. It is yeah. mainly the older generation. If that's your forte, 100% go for it. More than likely, though, you're not going to be longevity-wise. You're going to have to move to another platform. Um, I also think that with all of these different platforms, the way that the creators are getting paid is very key to their success long-term. Mm. Uh, I believe Twitch just changed their cut to... Is it 70-30 or something yep. like that, similar to YouTube? So that's going to be a good change, hopefully. But right. at the same time, they made the changes to the ads where, like, if you run whatever it is, it's a total of, uh, I don't know. It's like if you, three you gotta hours run, for every 30 you, hours. or You, you got to run for every, I think it was like every hour. Every hour you have to run at least eight minutes of thing. Then you get a 50-50 split. And and realistically, if your viewer base is over a thousand viewers, there's no reason not to do it. You're going to make decent money doing it. Like, it's a good way for you to create it as a job. However, as a viewing experience, not so good. Uh, yeah. I noticed when I was watching, I think yesterday, uh, Twitch made a thing where when you're viewing, the stream goes smaller and it comes up with an ad border for mm -hmm. maybe 25, 30 seconds. But I was like, I keep, I, I usually have a stream up when I'm doing something else. So I happen to look over and I'm like, why is my screen smaller? And then I was like, oh, they've put up an ad. Of course they have. And it's nothing controlled by the streamer, unfortunately. Like it's just Twitch doing their thing. So yeah. Honest, I'd rather really have those little pop-up little ads than a Full on take out my full on yeah no I don't so, I don't like the way it just completely like you're you're watching there's good content happening and then all of a sudden there's a minute and a half of ads or something because that's what the guys got it turned on to right like well the yeah. dilemma from the streamer perspective because I do that and I, I if I don't put it to that eight minute or that couple minute marker try to find that balance point it will run if I say oh no ads for like an hour it will run a 
two and a half minute ad yep. at that point. So like if I keep it where you get annoyed a little bit, I keep you from getting away for that two hours. So you're going to leave. Yep. If you leave for that two minute ad, going to pop up. You're out. You're done. I'm not yep. seeing you again. If I get you for 30 seconds, then maybe, oh, man, stupid ad. What did I miss? Like, yep. oh, I clipped it right there. <laughs> like, yeah. So no, there's there's the balancing act of that for sure. Hard. And I, I, I think of it a lot of the uh, different radio stations and the way that they do ads. Some of them you get like a full uh, 55 minutes nonstop and then you get five minute big chunk of ads nonstop. Yeah. And it's very similar. It's the same as TV cable having they that's a little bit crazy because you're watching more ads than you are actually the TV show. But yeah. Um, yeah, I I expect uh, people will not like long term in the next ten years. I can't imagine that people are viewer wise are going to be putting up with this long term. The fact that they're constantly getting bombarded by ads. Yes, that's how people make money. But there's a balancing act of like you can still put ads up without making it like in your face. You're blocking the content kind of ad. Mm -hmm. So yeah, be interesting how that plays out. Yeah, I think it's the same with the short term, like Facebook, Instagram, having every fourth post an ad, I don't notice it as much. And because of how tailored it is to the viewer, it's not as bad as like, uh, I, I, I always hate the fact that Twitch ads are like the same ads for a week, and then they swap to the next set of ads for a week. Like, that bothers me a little bit. I'm like, at least if it was mixed up or catered to me a little bit more, I probably wouldn't mind it as much. But um, yeah, I think I expect TikTok to add more ads than they already do. It's not bad right now. I think it's probably one in every 10 videos ish. So that's not a terrible ratio, but yeah. At the time, I don't know if it's, it's an ad or not. Cause I watch I'm like, Oh, this is cool. I'm like, Oh no, this is an ad. <laughs> like, oh, all right. Well, I, the biggest one good. I yeah, the, the one I hate the most is the sponsored, and at least it tells you now if it's sponsored, but when it comes up as a sponsored video, and it's like a regular video, and you're like, oh, yeah, okay, and then they're like, then I use Dove, and they just hold it there, and you're like, oh, come on, you just, <laughs> scroll through. Rude, Mike J. Yeah. I hate the game ones out. They, they, they used to be just that stupid, like, here's the game view, here's how you play the game, that not really how you play the game, but if you do this, it yep. looks cool, and now they have, like, these weird, like, news anchors moments of the same man i'm like oh this is an ad for this game this is annoying but it's really yeah. threw me for a loop or it's the uh like i i personally really dislike when content creators make a really bad ad i like it when they're like i think of like tim the tap band with was it turtle beach or there was some headphone company beach, and they yeah, they yeah and he made like like it was a funny video and i was like cool i i like this this is like a funny thing it wasn't like a uh dad and kids playing in the backyard and then they're like dad dad i want to go inside and play video games and then they go inside and then the kids <laughs> got everything's turtle beach like that's just like eh that's not interesting like that's just like it's like all the other ads if if it's at least funny content people are going to watch through it so maybe that's maybe that's a big thing in the next little while is making ads that people actually want to watch that's Some always cool a that's always a battle of like trying to make interesting ads but like not going over the top of like this is an advertisement where you can just like slip in little bits of what the ad is supposed to be about i think that's a big difference but yeah it's very interesting for sure
Yeah. Um, let's see here. So we kind of keep going on the streamer route and kind of go through. So we talk about like what you're looking for in a streamer. What is the number one thing that annoys you most about streamers? Like what if you sit there and think you look at a streamer like, dude, I just despise you for everything you do in your life. So tell me what everything I'm doing salty. wrong. Yeah. Salty. Yeah. yeah. Salt me, salty. What am I doing wrong? Um I it's it's the like how much interaction you have with the chat and how much how like yeah it it's very much comes down to like the content that they're trying to produce mm. um i liked watching valorant when it first came out a lot of the bigger like the pro streamers you're watching them for the uh for their expertise and i think a lot of them knew that that they are there for the expertise and not for the funny moments but it bugs me when a pro tries to do funny moments like funny content and not the serious content like there is some pros that will literally throw a game because they like want to do inverted mouse and then they're like causing their teammates to lose and stuff like that like when you're at such a high level that like everyone is trying their best all the time it, it annoys me especially valorant's actually probably a really big one that's got a lot of issues for that that like a lot of the like pro streamers are very much there to like joke around and not really try their best which is kind of a weird atmosphere that way um and i would say that kind of goes to the people trying to copy them which ends up happening quite a bit so when you want to uh i play like fifa a bit and the FIFA community has a terrible reputation because they are a bunch of kids that yell nonstop. I like it because it's a, a kind of a fun thing that I can like grind out for a little, couple hours and not really have to pay attention to it. Uh, if I was going to content for it, I would want a like story or like I'm building my club from ground zero to some goal and like have have some path. And when I'm streaming it, I want people to know this is like episode two, episode three, this is where we're at, right? Kind of plan all of that out. And I feel like a lot of people don't do that. They're just doing it to like do it. And I'm like, that's not, I want a reason to watch you. I want a reason to follow what you're doing and not just, I don't want to just be sitting there being like, like they're either, I, I guess what it comes down to is they're not entertaining enough for me to sit there because there's no reason for them to do it, right? Like there's no... <laughs> there's no nothing to captivate them right uh something like call of duty where you're playing uh like or what war zone i've tried it a couple of times i'm not good at it because i don't like the i can get shot from anywhere aspect i like <laughs> knowing where i'm going to get shot from uh but i enjoy it for the like whenever I play it, I'm like, I am going into this fully comedic wise. Like I am just yes. gonna, I know that I'm going to be shit at this game, but if I can make other people laugh, we're good. And when I see videos like on TikTok of people playing Warzone, nine out of 10 times, it's not because they're good. It's probably because they're doing something funny, right? Yeah. So I think that's kind of a big thing. Uh, it, it bugs me to no end when people try really hard, but then also try and be funny or like play it off at the end and it's like no you either you're either trying to like do this competitively or be really good at it or you're trying to be funny but there's no like you can't you can't go both ways it's really there's very few people that can pull that off so yeah i agree i get that i get that yeah uh let's see here look at my question list here i always like to kind of keep out nearby yep 
Oh, excuse me. Uh, Jeremy, do you have any questions you want to pull in here? Um, where do you see yourself in like five years? Yeah. Um, creator, I guess, or, or business, yeah. whatever you feel like sharing. So I'll kind of, I'll touch base on everything. Uh, I'm going to graduate. I've got another year and a half left in my diploma in which I basically have to work full time is yeah. more or less the plan. Uh, my hope is in a year and a half, Vovin has grown into a multi-million dollar organization. No. <laughs> uh, at least grown to a point where I can call it a part-time job and then I can do something else on the side where I'm making money and maybe put a bit of money into Vovin, but like it's it's floating and I may not make money from Vovin, but at least it's grown into something bigger. Um, I think five years, that was only a year and a half, I think five years down the road. I'm hoping that maybe Vovin has grown into something big enough that I can actually live off of it. Um, with that too, I hope that in five years I have enough experience as a manager, wherever that stands, that I can kind of feed that into Vovin and help that grow. Um, I have a lot of passion for fo European football or soccer. Uh, I really like watching it. I'm starting to be able to play it again, uh, fitness wise, as well as just like the uh, mental side of the game, like knowing where to play, stuff like that. Um, so that kind of is driving me a little bit to maybe move into like European football as a career path of like being a coach or manager, or basically doing some organization side of things. Uh, as an at an amateur level, every like every single club needs more staff members. There's never a dull moment that they don't need more people coming in. So I know I could find work there, but it's more of a I want to like progress and and go bigger. Um, Esports wise, as a big end goal for me, I really <laughs> this is going to sound weird. I really want to get things uh, legalized. Basically, like I want a. Mm -hmm one organization to be like this is the esports organization this is the governing body that all other governments look at for this is esports because every other sport has that governing body um mlg was something that existed for a long time that for me maybe growing up and like getting into video games was maybe that, wasn't or... yeah maybe wasn't like a governing body but it certainly was like this is the gaming organization this is the be all end all this is this is it so i kind of wanted to in in the back of my head i'm like i kind of eventually want to be able to create something like that and be able to do things where like uh organizations their funding <laughs> Not Vovin, luckily, but most of the funding for vo uh, organizations are very sketchy. Yeah. Uh, I've, I have friends that have done, um, one of my good friends, he does commentary uh, or did do commentary and like flew to Denmark, uh, flew to a bunch of different countries, did uh, commentary. Uh, and one night he got told that uh, they were going out for a party, went out for a party, the organization owner was there, Russian oligarchy kind of dude, and uh, forced him to do uh, some illicit drugs. Uh, basically didn't have a choice about it. Like either you get paid or sorry, you don't get paid or you hang out with me and then you get paid more. So it's a little bit like 
and I, I know for a fact that's not the first time that would have happened, right? Like yeah. every every all the other staff were like, we're in this too. We're kind of like, this is how we get paid. Like, it's just such a, it, it's such an easy way for cash to flow in and cash to flow out. So unfortunately, there isn't any legal, like, there's no organization that's like, this this esports organization randomly has five million more dollars, right? Like there's no there isn't anything kind of governing that. So I suppose a little bit the issue is currently all of these organizations are more businesses than sport organizations um, to a certain degree. So uh, the FA is the uh, England Football Association, I think. Mm -hmm. Uh, so they govern all of the football clubs in England and they all have to report finances, the staff that they bring in, players, everything. That all goes through the FA. Don't want to say the FA is not corrupt, but at least it has to go through a governing body. Not quite as bad as FIFA. It's not as bad as FIFA, <laughs> definitely not. Um, but it's still like esports should have something like that where it's like an esports association where everyone pitches in everyone maybe has a representative whatever but some way of like hey everyone has an even playing field we're not just pulling money out of our asses and somehow creating more funds like yeah it's it's a very fine balancing act because obviously you can't you don't want to hurt the reputation of these organizations mm -hmm. but if it wants to become anything equal to what sports has become and I like it's not that esports isn't part of sports, but it's in its own category. It's in its own bracket. And if it wants to grow further and kind of join the bigger club, it's going to have to have these kind of legal things. So regulation, um, basically, a little bit of regulation yeah. structure. Yep. Well, then so in I a think, way, yeah. In a way, it'll but, keep it. In a way, it'll keep it so that it's uh, a functioning organization that is seen by public as being something reputable. People think yep. of esports is like oh just a bunch of little things because i coach it and i have time i'm talking to you know i actually talk to representatives and senators in the state all the time like oh my esports coach is like uh so you just play video games I'm like no really i do this this and this and this <laughs> like i go through this yeah. like oh that's a lot of work I'm like yeah, yeah. it's fun <laughs> yeah no but, and this is this is the thing it's a lot more like uh one valorant team one pro valorant team can have four or five different coaches for their different parts of their life right mm. not only a life coach a mental coach a performance coach like there's there's so many different things right and there's so many times that like a team will play in a tournament for a smaller organization they win 15 grand that money goes straight to the organization organization then pays the team turns out the organization is one guy in a basement and he takes all the money and dips Yes, that's obviously going to get checked by the FBI or whatever. But realistically, if it was through a governing organization that is organizing the tournaments and everything, they would have sorted all that out, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, I get you on that. So uh, I suppose it's not five years down the road, but uh, that's certainly end goal for me is I, I really hope to have some sort of impact in that regard that I can kind of help grow esports into this bigger bigger thing that i feel like a lot of people feel like it may already be or what they want it to be but like it's certainly it has that room to grow so yeah all right 
Well, we're closer in our hour mark there. Um, so this is the question I like to ask every person I bring on here at the end is, what is that one little bit of advice, that one word, that one phrase you give to a budding streamer or a budding content creator out there? What's that little snippet of information you pop out there? Uh, I think it's what we talked about earlier, and it's just consistency. consistency. Um, whether or not that is uh like we talked about one one hour a week five hours a week whatever as long as you have a time frame and you can be dedicated to fit that surprisingly who would have thought it will continually grow your stream because people will want to come back every single day every other day every week at that specific time if they know you're on at that time they'll come back every time okay yes jeremy do you have any other questions nope. Asked no, my last question. They covered quite a bit. So. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yes. Well, Salty, thanks for having you. Thanks for coming on here with us. Um, I appreciate you joining in. And, you know, as the listeners are here listening, if you have any questions for Salty, you know, we'll put all the socials in our links below. But go ahead and check those out. You know, reach out to him personally. If you want to put comments in there, maybe he'll check them out later. I don't know. But go ahead and do that for us. That'd be great. Yeah, no, I appreciate having me on. And uh, yeah, I'm always happy to answer questions. Uh, I very much when I'm not able to create content, I want to make sure I can help other people create content and anything I can do to help. So yeah. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for coming on. We definitely appreciate it. So 100%. Yeah. All right. I think that'll, that'll wrap it up. I'm just going to any surprises you've been holding back on me, Alex. No, I got it. No. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good night, everybody. See y'all later and See ya. potatoes. Good night. <laughs>